original investigators believe he murdered her. They yeah. just can't prove it. It's my first initial call to the private investigator working on my dad's case. My wife jumps up from the table and says, God, who is this man coming in the backyard? I divorced him because I couldn't trust him at all. He lied to me at the very beginning. He was living two separate lives. In the water about 30 yards away, and I identified it as it was a person. listening to season two of Ashes to Ash TV, What Happened to Carolyn Blankenfeld, episode six, Photograph. That looks like Austin. Well, looking at pictures with Danielle, Bree thinks she sees her stepbrother Austin in one of the photos. Does that look like Austin to you? Oh, shit. <laughs> Definitely Austin. And one thing I want to explain to everyone here, and I kind of feel like a broken record sometimes, but these stories can get a little bit confusing when multiple people get involved. So I just really want to make sure that people are understanding what we uncovered here in this piece, is that it appeared that Danielle, Chris's second wife, had pictures of Sheldon, Chris's son, with Carolyn's son, Austin, at a Boy Scout meeting. There was actually a couple photos. And why that's so interesting is that Chris had always made it seem like he met Carolyn after Danielle had left. And so this kind of throws that into question because it is very strange that the two kids are in a picture together. So it really kind of opened up the possibility that they may have known each other prior to Danielle actually leaving the picture. So it's still something we want to see if we can find uh, a stronger basis for. But currently, it does seem that there's a lot of information coming forward that, that does shed some light on the fact that they may have known each other prior to Danielle actually leaving and going back to Connecticut. So when was that then? So these are probably around the same time. So it's probably 98. Yeah, because I tried to put them in order, like, as the years go, I tried to keep them. So he had to have known Carolyn while he was still with Danielle. Was Austin, oh, there's more too. Maybe we can get a better look at him. Oh my God, that looks like Austin. Okay, so it's this kid. I want to go back for a second. Yeah. Did you know for a fact that Austin was in Boy Scouts? Do you remember? He He was. was. They both were. Because Jenny and I were both in Girl Scouts too. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that something that's done through the school, or how mm-hmm. do, I don't know how those programs work. Yeah, are. you sign up through the school, and okay. you have your troops through your school. Oh, so it's often so, the same people you're going to yes. school with. Okay. I know that the neighbors had said that he was already with Carolyn right after me. But you think it was, like, um, within a month that Oh, it was very, yeah, that he was, like, done out of the house. You don't have any memory of being any other place besides that and then Carolyn Drake. Uh, sorry, I just called you Jenny. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, because I was told that they went from Mountain Shadows right to move in with the banker that had two kids. Yeah. That's what I was told. 
I just wanted to come on quickly and thank everyone for your patience during the Thanksgiving week. We did need to take a week off to kind of be with our families and regroup, so I really appreciate everyone's patience on that. We will do that again around Christmas, and we will put an updated schedule on Facebook. So if you are curious about when an episode is coming out, just check Facebook, and I'll try to keep the schedule as updated as possible on there. So for this holiday season, I've got some good news. We've gotten a lot of requests of people wanting to buy subscriptions for their loved ones. So we do have a plan coming out. It'll come out probably mid-December where you can purchase a subscription for a loved one. And you can purchase the subscription for the entire year. You can do tier one or tier two. And the real cool bonus that comes with it is that you get to pick two items from our store to include with the gift. So we'll wrap up the gift really nice with the items that you've chosen and we'll include a certificate for the year long subscription. So if you're interested in getting that for a loved one, we will have those available about mid-month here. So just keep looking on the website and you'll be able to click right on the button, pick the subscription level you want, and then the two items you want, and then we will send those out immediately for you so you have them before Christmas. So if you're looking for a gift for the true crime fan in your life, I would definitely recommend the subscription. Plus, the really cool thing about how we work is that if you buy a subscription or any merchandise, all that money goes back into trying to solve these cases. So the money goes to a good place also, which is looking in and kind of digging into these cases to see if we can find the truth or answers that might not have been there before. AshesToAshTV.com www.ashestoashtv.com I'm glad I like looked closer at these. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have thought, because I did, I dawned on me that we should be looking for Jenny, but I never thought about Austin. Yeah. So they could have, you realize too, they may have met even through Sheldon and Austin. Wow. I thought I'd, I thought Jenny and I hooked them up. Was that always the story, the prevailing story? And I've even said it in front of them before. And nobody, everyone was like, oh yeah, or no yeah. one corrected it. And they were like, yeah. Or maybe they were like, oh, my son's in Boy Scouts. Oh, mine is too. I don't know. Well, we really gotta get this timeline now. It's become super important to me. Before I'm like, yeah, we'll all be close and it'll be fine. And now I'm like, because this to me adds a whole another element to this. So you took these, so I'm assuming mm -hmm. it was just you there with my dad, or maybe just you. Mm -hmm. Yep. And Carolyn had short uh, red hair back then. Oh, sorry. Like, yeah. I don't. So that... And again, like, none of the moms really became friends with me because I was so young. So everybody really stayed away. And the only people I truly socialized with was who was right there that lived there with us. I didn't become friends with anybody else. I mean, people I worked with. It's just Austin and Sheldon are right next to each other. No, I know, that's what's weird. It's not like the kid at the end. It's yeah. Like Sheldon's best buddy, Austin, next to him. Like, is that you see another picture of him in there? I wanna see. Right here. Well, I mean, it opens the door, really, to say that they met before. And I think that we hadn't had that door open until mm -hmm. you suggested it. True. Yeah. Very, very true. Well, I wish you both lots of love. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you letting us invade your home. Yeah. No, you, any time. And then you said, Welcome I can to have Tennessee. these pictures of my yes. dad. Do you want to keep this yes. one? Um, I would like to, yeah. but if, I, I mean, if there's any pictures that you want, go ahead and take. I mean, yeah, we should take a picture, like current, if you want us, to. Absolutely. Okay. 
Heck yeah. <laughs> okay, a little shorty. <laughs> Before we headed out, Brie and Danielle posed together for a reunion picture. After that, Bree and I get back on the road. Well, that was interesting. Yeah, it was really good. I, she's like the most like down-to-earth, beautiful person. She's gorgeous, yeah. Yeah. I loved like every minute like talking to her. It just it, felt natural, like. Yeah, it wasn't know. awkward at all. I feel like I've n never stopped talking to her. Yeah, I feel like it was like an aunt, like, or some relative of ours that we just went to visit and, like, hung out with and chatted with. Yeah. And her husband now is amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's cool that it looks like she's got a beautiful life now. Yeah. Which is just nice to see that after what she told us, that she came out pretty, pretty well. Yeah. So I think one of the big things is is we have to work out that timeline because she says she believes a month of her moving out, he was already moved in with Carolyn. You're saying, from your best recollection, is that they met when you and Jenny were friends. But it's hard to believe both of those. So someone's not thinking about it correctly. Danielle took pictures of... Sheldon at Boy Scouts and Austin's in the picture like right next to Sheldon right so my dad had to have known Carolyn by by that point while Danielle was still in the picture so my timeline is wrong somewhere and Danielle's is correct okay so July 30th 98 oh fuck she's dead on yeah okay so July 30th, 98, they separated. And by, before you start school, you believe, before you start fourth grade, you believe you were living there. Yeah. Well, and I mean that, so he probably had Carolyn over or somehow knew her. So whether it was your and Jenny's encounter that brought them together or Sheldon and Austin's encounters, they knew each other. So, I'm sure they just allowed that story to prevail, that you introduced, or maybe you did introduce them, and like, Danielle talks about two or three times she went out of town, she also worked. Yeah. So, it could have actually started as innocently as you guys all hanging out, like, there could have been nothing planned by them ahead of that, you know? Yeah. It's just like, I can't get over those Boy Scout pictures, like. That was, so that's really telling. So I feel like we have a really good timeline. Sure, he could have just moved in after a month or they knew each other ahead of time, which seems more believable as they knew each other ahead of time. I mean, obviously he does move quick as fuck though. Maybe his lease was up and she was like... But okay, that's the summer and you feel like you brought Jenny over to your house during the school year. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I did. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that had to have happened before. I think we moved in with Carolyn okay. before Carolyn and my dad even got married. Yeah, definitely. Because I remember we, like, shopped for the wedding together and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, because that would basically give you a year before yeah. the wedding. 
I believe he said in the email that he knew Carolyn for six months before they got married. Yeah, so let's, let's look that up. That'll be easy. Yeah. And just as a reminder, this is the email Chris sent to Bree. Brianna, I know that you hate Sarah, but to tell you the truth, she's the only reason that I have not killed myself. In addition, I know that you think Sarah and I got together too quickly. I guess you don't remember that Carol and I were engaged after two weeks. Oh. And married at six months. So he says, he does say six months, but. but it could have been sooner. We, we wouldn't know, you know. So here's what's weird is you feel like you met, or you met Carolyn, Jenny's mom, in third grade during yeah. the school year. Yeah. Okay. They didn't separate until July 30th, 1998. So I was still, so or you, I was already out of school, and it was summer, right? Yeah. Because school usually ends in, like, May. So they, they probably met then during the year. So she's probably right. So, although... What an asshole. It could have just been flirting or yeah you know maybe some some side action i believe her timeline yeah. so and and i believe you and this makes it all right everyone is right then yeah you're right cuz you're saying they met in third grade she's saying i think he knew her before what does that mean i don't know okay so i know carolyn was either fresh out of a relationship or still in one i don't remember his name but he was peeping outside of yeah. my dad's apartment windows. Yeah, no. but she was with someone when, or either fresh out of it or with him when her and my dad started hanging out because he would follow her and like look through my dad's windows and like be creepy. And there was like some type of verbal fight in the front. Yeah. Poor Carolyn, poor mom, like all of them, all of these women. And it's gonna happen to Sarah too. He's gonna hurt her somehow. Yeah, I mean, that's what scares me. It's just... Especially with children involved, like... Having, like, a breakup or a marriage, that's fine. I mean, it happens, but... Of course. When there's kids involved, that makes it ten times worse because you have to, like, detach from those kids and, like, they lose another parent, potentially, you know? So one thing I really wanted to do that I thought was important was kind of learn a little bit more about who Carolyn was. Obviously she's my aunt, so I do know her, but we were not close. So I kind of wondered who she was before she met Chris, and then even when she first came into Bree's life, how she was as a mom and how she interacted with the kids and just who she was as a person. So I kind of wanted to see if we could find someone in her past who had more of an intimate knowledge of her. And luckily we were able to connect with her ex-husband, Mike, and he actually lives nearer where she lived in Alabama. So it was really nice. He really kind of helped us understand who she was. <laughs> we're talking to you today because I feel like you would be a really good person to help capture who Carolyn was. I met her in, uh... 1988 when they moved in to the apartment complex in Colleen, Texas. And so she was one of my neighbors and that's how I met her. What was it about Carolyn that first attracted you to her? She's pretty. Sorry. Uh, you know, <laughs> she was really outgoing. A couple things I thought was kind of cool. She had a Volkswagen Rabbit, which in and of itself doesn't sound exciting. That car had some get up and go. It really did. It was convertible too, which was really nice. 
But, uh, oh, she'd take that thing. Carolyn had a, uh, she liked speed. Not like reckless speed, but she'd take that little car and it was a stick. And she'd just stop going in that thing. So I'd be over there in the passenger seat, kind of like, you know, my brake on that side of the car doesn't work as well. And uh, she liked that uh, outdoorsy stuff. This is just a quick reminder, asking everyone to subscribe. The money just goes back into helping solve these cases. So we appreciate every one of our subscribers very much so. The show obviously will always be free to the public because that's how we get tips in and that's the kind of the point of the show. But the subscription allows you to see episodes early, you get discounts on merchandise, you get to see behind the scenes footage of uncut interviews, and then you also get to be part of our private subscriber Facebook group where we do a monthly Q&A. So that's a lot of fun too. So definitely, if you can, please subscribe. Ashes2AshTV.com to A-S-H-E-S-T-O-A-S-H-T-V.com. Now, back to the show. We went through that phase of now she's a mom and the kids were the primary focus. Actually, the kids have always been her, her sole most important thing. But it's an evolutionary thing, you know, the kids kind of get to that point where they're self-sustaining, they can go out on their own and they're developing their own lives. And then Carolyn, her life kind of went full circle and she went back into her love for motorcycles, started before I knew her. And uh, so and she liked to get out in the open road. And you know, she'd do that all the time with, uh, with Buddy. She liked that, as, as dangerous as that can be. She, she, that seemed to be- She was all about it. <laughs> yeah, she really enjoyed that. How did you propose to her? Oh, that was Valentine's Day. <laughs> what a cliche. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was Valentine's Day. We were in my apartment, as a matter of fact, and I proposed to her. Seemed like a good idea at the time. You know, Valentine's Day? Uh, now I look back and I was like, man, that wasn't really, that lacked any form of originality at all. You know, but she came over to the house after she got off work, and um, that was... Uh, February, and, and although it's in Texas, it still gets pretty cold down there. And all of our apartments have fireplaces. And so, although our apartments were loft apartments, downstairs I had a sleeper sofa. So I'd always just lay out the sleeper sofa. We'd sleep on the sofa and watch TV with the fireplace gone. And then turn off the TV and then the fireplace illuminates this, this, this uh, loft apartment. That was kind of cool too. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, we'd kind of talked over the time about wanting to get married and stuff, and, and her divorce had gone through, and then it just seemed like a good idea. Uh, what kind of a mom was Carolyn? She was a good mom. Matter of fact, you got to really credit the wives. You'll hear people say that military spouse, oh, uh, underappreciated, and that's true. You know, I was gone a lot, a lot. Uh, three years in Germany, and I was gone two-thirds of that. And Carolyn, man, you know, the kids came down with the chicken pox. I have pictures of Austin and Jenny. Just as a reminder, Austin and Jenny are not Chris's biological children. They are Mike's biological children. Playing in the bathtub with, this was kind of cool too. It's a cute picture. But the kids, uh, Carolyn would give them like a watercolor paint that the kids can paint on, but it washes off. And you'd see the kids, Austin painted his sister. He, she had a lot of paint on her. I felt sorry for her. They both got painted. <laughs> it looked more like defensive wounds on Austin where Jenny was just painted head to toe. 
and they're just sitting in the tub and they're all painted up and stuff and she just took a little picture of them but she'd find ways to just entertain the kids our job being gone was a lot easier than staying back and taking care of kids yeah that's a lot yeah. that says a lot about her i think oh yeah and that, that such really changed that yeah. developed her i don't want to say it changed her because she always wanted to be a mom what do you think that Carolyn meant to the kids? Like, what do you think the... She, the, was, she was everything. Yeah. She was always there. She was the only one that was always there. She did a good job taking care of the kids. And I, and I think the kids are a testament to that to this day. They have, a, they have an inner strength in them that they got from their mama. Yeah, definitely. The two very seem like well-established, nice kids. Yeah, they're grounded. Yeah. They're grounded <laughs> kids. How long were you guys married for total? 11 years. Got married in April of 87 and we got divorced in December of 98. Was it, did you guys just kind of grow apart or? Yeah, you can't, you know, that's one thing I tell people. I said, it's hard to grow together if you're never together, mm. you know, and, and uh, we weren't. I mean, I was gone all the time. Divorce wasn't perfect, but, you know, obviously time is. tells, you know, we'll let, we'll let people judge. I'd tell people, hey, my wife and my ex-wife and I talk all the time and or I'd say my ex-wife and her husband are the ones that talk me to moving down here. And people would always look at you like, really? You know, they found it amazing that I liked your dad. Mm. Absolutely amazed about that. Your dad and I got along fine. You know, and I, I had nothing but respect for your dad. He took good care of the kids. And uh, she was very frugal. You know, you go to places like uh, where you could barter. She'd barter to where they ended up paying her to take the object. <laughs> she, she could barter. That's amazing. And it was, like, it was like a drug with her, too. Yeah. She'd have fun. And she'd come out grinning just like you. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. I'm like, no, it wasn't. I didn't think that was fun at all. I felt sorry for that poor guy. But oh, yeah, she could barter. Carolyn said in 2004, she says, we want to move to Alabama. Mm -hmm. So her and Chris had discussed it. I guess Chris had went to training or something in Mobile. They had the Coast Guard stationed down there. Okay. But anyway, he's familiar with Mobile, and I okay. think he'd been stationed there. And they wanted to move down here because he was familiar with the area. And I guess they talked about it. And anyway, I'm just getting this on the phone because I'm like on the other side of the planet. Yeah. And uh, so they moved down here. And it was actually Austin that talked me into moving down oh, here. Oh, nice. Yeah, because he knew I grew up in Southern California. And I remember, it was, just, it was funny. I don't even remember where we were at. I just remember him talking one time. He goes, Dad, you always talk about how much you miss the beach. <laughs> so I don't know why you don't move down here. Yep, so I took a trip up there. And then Carolyn and Chris said, hey, stay at our place. And then Jenny showed me around and everything. We went to the beach and got to see all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of nice. Yeah. And then I came down and visited Austin. And that's when he had said, hey, I don't know why you just don't move down here. You're retired. And at that point, you're like, crap, man. Kid's got a good point. Right, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I can't see anything wrong with that logic. So, yeah, I said, yeah, this is, it's time. Carolyn, one time I was over at her house. And she goes, well, you know, I used to ride my... Uh, kayak across the bay she used to ride her kayak across Whoa. bring the dogs with her oh and then God. you know that was her exercise which if you look at it you know that's that's a bit of exercise yeah, I think right. it's like about three miles I was gonna the say, bridge is the a... narrowest part and that's okay. that's a mile bridge it's Whoa. like 0.95 that's crazy that's a really far kayak. yeah and there's other areas where that that bay is like I don't know close to maybe eight miles across yeah but she was going about three miles across the bay that's crazy. in a kayak Oh, that would make me nervous. That's amazing. Yeah, but she's, that's, Carolyn always yeah, had that sort that of little, get up and go blood. When Chris and Carolyn were here, did you always interpret that their relationship as being like healthy and normal? Or did you ever have any pause about anything? Oh, no, I had no reservations at it all. It seemed yeah. like, because we'd get together 
three, four times a year. Sometimes okay. when you guys were down, we'd get together at holidays. We'd either do Thanksgiving here or we'd do Thanksgiving over there. It seemed to rotate it. Christmas we normally did over here because with Chris and Carolyn, they started celebrating the winter solstice. Winter solstice, thank you. And so it was a little bit different there. When Carolyn passed away on Sunday, the night before, I was actually up in Walmart and ran into her and Chris. Yeah, we talked for like 30, 40 minutes. She said, hey, we'll get together tomorrow. She said, I'm going out on the boat. And then she said, we'll get together either tomorrow night or next week. They wanted to have to do another barbecue or get together. Oh, wow. So you actually talked to them the night before they went out on the boat. And yeah, yeah, we were knew. up at Walmart. So can you I can tell you the time because I still got the receipt. For some reason, I just kept the receipt. Even Jenny asked me about that. She oh, goes, what's fine. the receipt for, Dad? I said, that was the last time I talked to your mama. So then on the 6th, when was the first time that you had an inkling that anything had it happened? happened? Oh, uh, just Austin had called me up. And he said that uh, somebody, and I think he said the, the Wildlife Service, Fish and Game Wildlife Service had called him. But uh, he'd been notified that the, the, broke, the boat had broken loose of its mooring and it was at this particular location. So once we looked it up, he said, oh, it's out on Enterary Point. Okay. There's a, a couple places to eat there. And so the first thing I thought is, oh, I bet you they went over there to eat. Because they do that. They take the boat and go places. Yeah. It wasn't uncommon for them to go to the uh, Sunset Grill and they tie off or that little island off the coast of the Sunset Grill is called Goat Island. We got pictures of them out there. They go there and they just put the boat ashore and eat and then, you know, leave. We were notified. Uh, Austin called me up and said he was coming over and I uh, wanted to know if I wanted to go help retrieve the boat. Oh, so you didn't, you were just, you just thought it got it loose. You, didn't even, you weren't even worried, really. You were just no, like, oh, all. that's weird. Kinda. Yeah, I didn't know the dogs were on the boat or anything. Mm. Made sense the dogs were on there because they'd always take them, but it didn't even dawn on me. I just figured, oh, you know what they did? They went to eat. And for some reason, because the waters were choppy, the winds pick up and they do get kind of choppy out here. And so then we uh, went down Interary and I stopped at the restaurant on the Perdido Bay side of it thinking that that's where they were at. Austin ran inside real quick and he goes, I don't see anybody in there. And then uh, we went further down, just a little bit down the road and found the house where the boat was, it, they tied it off at this dock. And uh, the dogs were there on board the boat and they hadn't, uh, you know, they were hot and they were scared. The lady that the property where they found the boat, I guess there was a dog there that was barking, you know, because all these cars were there. By then, the Fish and Wildlife Service was there and went down there. And then uh, so we got some water and food for the, for the uh, animals. And then it's somewhere along that line, that's when somebody, I'm trying to remember, told Austin or Jenna, might have been Jenna that told me, somebody just told them that, you know, Chris was in the hospital. So you hadn't even really been worried yet because you still thought uh, the boat. Damn boats, you know, that yeah. happens all the time yeah, yeah, yeah. So around here. Yeah. You'll find boats, so that's not a big deal. Yeah. But you don't associate that with a, a physical tragedy, right. more of a financial one. So uh, that's when we started wondering, well, what? And they said, oh, yeah, and they're looking for Carolyn. And then that's when we started really starting to think, oh, this is, this is, this is. But, you know, the whole time you're still thinking, because they're tough as nails. You don't really bother to think that, that, that uh, think about the mortality of our, or our own mortality, let alone somebody else's. You get used to seeing people and, and, and you just, you never think that 
sometimes they're just not going to be there the next day. So did you actually finish retrieving the boat at that time, or? They tied it off. Okay. The boat, excuse me, the boat stayed there. They needed the boat trailer. And, and uh, that's where the fish and wildlife guy says, hey, I'll meet you if you can bring it. And he, and he okay. met me up there. And I just pulled in the parking lot, and that's where we, uh, I dropped off the vehicle with him. Or do you know what time Austin like, had originally called to go retrieve the boat? Do you remember? I just know it was still light out. And that time of year, it doesn't get dark till 8. I spent the night at their house with the dogs because I didn't take the dogs home. Spent the night with them, and, and that, was, that was after midnight, and the helicopters were out. They flew all night. All night they were up. They were still out at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, flying up one side and down the other. And then I started seeing them down at the far end of the bay, kind of narrowing the search area down, and uh, that's when I suspected that that's probably where they'd located her. An article released a headline saying, Missing Perdido Bay swimmer's body found. Name released. So one of the things we really wanted to do here was to go down and meet with the investigators who were working on Carolyn's case. So Bree had called Ferris earlier and we had set up a meeting to meet with the investigators to kind of talk about the information they had and to see if we could get the police report and other items that would be pertinent to the investigation. So would you have all the questions for Ferris just in your head or did you write anything down or you're just kind of gonna go with the flow? I'm just gonna go with the flow. Are you nervous at all? Uh, I'm feeling kind of anxious. But I don't know if it's like a bad anxious. Yeah. Like maybe I know more than him. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, right? Do you think that Chris knows he's being investigated? I have no idea. No. He probably thinks it's over because they haven't, probably haven't talked to him in a while. Right? Do you know, did, did Chris ever go down to the police station? Did they ever, like, do a formal interview, or it was more like, or you don't even know? I have no idea, honestly. I know they, like, talked to him in his hospital room. And just a reminder, Bree is talking about Carolyn's life insurance policy. He told his boss in the hospital room that he's going to give it to the kids, and nobody ever saw anything. Yeah. Yeah. And he never even said anything to anyone else after that, did he? Uh, that house they lived in in Lillian, I think all of their furniture is still in there. I think he sold it, like with all the furniture. Bree points out a location as we drive. Yeah. That's where they brought him um, initially, and they really? transferred him to West Florida Hospital. Wow, looks like an emergency care or a little. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like a little. It's like a dock in a box thing. Do you think? I know, I think last night you said you weren't sure if it was an ambulance or they drove him, right? Yeah, I was, I'm not sure. So yeah, we'll have to ask Ferris if he knows. Yeah. Yeah, because if it was an ambulance, right, that really kind of lowers the chances of it being something like... Serious. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't think he had all of those medical problems that he said he did. Because yeah. he was only there for a day and a half. Okay. I think it was this building. Right here? I think. Maybe. Might be. Florida Fish and... Oh, whoa. Yeah. Conservation Commission? Yeah. That's got to be it. We all get out of the car and walk to the front door of our destination. Yeah.
Ashes to Ash is created by Ash Patino, associate producer Kay Giordano, special guest Bree, interviewees Mike, Danielle, technical swimmer Victoria Gockler, crew member Cole Ellers, music score David Patino. To subscribe, please go to ashes2ashtv.com, A-S-H-E-S-T-O-A-S-H-T-V.com. If you know of a legal activity involving this case, please reach out to your local law enforcement. If you would like to give a tip or information and you'd like to remain anonymous, please send an email to ashland57 at gmail.com, A-S-H-L-A-N-D, the number 57 at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow us on Facebook, please go to Ashes to Ash True Crime. On YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at Ashes to Ash TV.